and then I was thinking of all your vegan documentaries. Oh my god, I wish I'd never watched them. Some like some of the most outlandish, over the top scientific claims. It's just like no, an egg can never be ate in a healthy way, and it's just like what are you talking about? Like what are you talking about? It's like an egg is the same as smoking a cigarette, and it's like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's taking forever for Jaren to get over the, his fear of eggs. Oh, he's traumatised. <laughs> like, he nearly passed out because he he couldn't find anything to eat. I know, he couldn't eat anything. <laughs> Everything has eggs and milk in it. Everything has eggs. Yeah. Everything. Like, no meat, no meat, no eggs, no milk, no, milk, no fish. No, you, you dead. No, glu- no gluten. You dead. No gluten. Gluten is fine. People think gluten free is healthy. It's only healthy if you've got a gluten intolerance. If you're celiac. Anyway, it does help a little bit with bloating and, and it does for sure. Yeah. Me time and murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh well, big surprise. I'm very excited for today, Tres. Okay, good, mm-hmm. good. Miriam, what are you drinking today? Today I am drinking um, a takeout tea that I got from a Mexican restaurant. It's I think I had it before. It's like one of those big gulps. It must be like nearly a liter of tea. It is iced wow. tea with grapefruit and mint leaf. Oh wow! It's very tasty. It's icy. That sounds amazing. Here are my ice cubes. Oh nice. Yeah. What about you, Tres? What are you drinking? I'm having a Pocca Chimeric Gold. Mm-hmm hot mm-hmm. and what about your skincare or hair care how are you pampering yourself today at my gym i was given a free sample of the sh- shishido shishido yeah, i like, say shishido shishido but i that's just what i say in my head i'm not sure shishido i've shishido? always thought it was shishido yeah ultimate power infusing concentrate which Ooh. is like a like a hyaluronic type serum type thing. Their stuff is really nice. Their um, SPFs so good. are SPF? really good. Oh, they have a really good range of SPFs. Yeah. Hint, hint. You got burnt last week. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. Pick I'm up so an SPF, red. woman. Oh, I'm so stripey. <laughs> uh, what are you doing for your uh, me time? I'm actually putting on that ordinary AHA BHA. The red. Um, peeling solution the one that looks like blood oh that's your favorite so today i'm mm-hmm. going to give you a little update on the sophie tuscon de plantier case <gasps> oh um, i'm so excited the, what and the west cork murder case so why are we doing part two it was our third ever mm-hmm. episode that we released uh-huh. so we wanted to do a little update um for our anniversary for our podcast anniversary Six months, baby. Here we go. So, yeah. Celebrate. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, we love this one. I think a lot of people love this one. And we just wanted to see, you know, basically I've got a few updates on Ian Bailey, uh-huh. um, some news, and I also wanted to dive in to see where, like, was there another kind of, like, theory out there or suspect? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I did a little bit of a dive can we With do that, a quick so, review yeah. of what first episode um i haven't i i did have just to listen to it again but i don't think i listened oh. to the whole way through but just to update myself um <laughs> especially with the theories i was like did i cover this one or 
Um, if you haven't listened to the episode already, it's called West Cork Murder. I think it's our third episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sophie was uh, a French, I think she was a television producer. Her uh-huh. husband was a very famous French TV, like, or sorry, film producer. Uh-huh. So yeah, 1996, she came over to West Cork to her home that was near a little town called Skull. And it was mm-hmm. two days before Christmas. Her husband, she was going to meet her husband in Spain, but she wanted to spend some time alone in Ireland before Christmas. A lot of people thought that was very odd. Why would you want to be uh-huh. away from your husband? But, but apparently they didn't have the best relationship, but that's all kind of hearsay. And she basically was found dead, uh, kind of quite brutalised, really. Bad, um, very bad head wounds, skull fractures, um, and dead at the end of the lane of her house. And it's still technically unsolved to this day in Ireland. However, Ian Bailey, who was the first journalist onto the scene, has actually been charged and convicted of the murder in France in absentia. I'm not sure how to pronounce that in French, but in uh-huh. absentee, he, he wasn't uh-huh. there basically for the trial. But they have lo- they have laws that say that you can convict someone even if they're not there. Uh-huh. That's, that's a bit weird. Yeah. So, update on Bailey. I just wanted to see, you know, what's been uh-huh. happening with him. So... He is actually facing charges in Ireland. Oh. But don't get too excited because oh. they're just really crappy charges. So drugs, charges. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so there are four charges. So he's arrested near Skull. So that's like near where Sophie's house was. Um, he had cannabis in his car on mm. his person Mm. Um, and he was driving with the cannabis in his system and another uh, charge would be the fact that he allowed his car to be used for the possession of cannabis <gasps> dun, dun, dun. yeah so he he told the guards that someone had left the cannabis at him at his you know his little market stall that he has yeah uh, so a little friend came by and left it there for personal use okay um, and he said you know like look if you search me search the car like you won't find any more this is just like a little spliff just Mm -hmm. that a friend gave me you know um but when they searched the car they found and it was three more joints Mm -hmm. in the vehicle and then his lawyer basically questioned well why did the police take his car keys and then take his car and then park it in the guard station overnight and then the following morning, they conducted the search. Uh-huh. Um, so they're kind of implying, like, misconduct. Like, they planted three joints, which is so pathetic. If you were <laughs> going to plant something, you would plant enough to, you know... Well, I don't know, three joints to me isn't... But they're saying that... I think if you've more than one, isn't it? Like, there's intent to... Uh, sell. Uh, to to sell, weed. basically, yeah. It was only weed. I mean, I, I thought weed was just like a... Slapping the wrists? Uh, I don't know. They took it quite seriously. But that happened back in, in uh, August of 2019. Uh-huh. But it's still in the news because it's his like court date keeps getting adjourned. So like I think it's going to be sometime this month. But uh-huh. honestly, I think it's just going to keep getting pushed and pushed. Um, 
but he still I don't know people are still really intrigued by him he keeps making news like there's a picture of him like with his scarf on because it's COVID of course he's not wearing a mask he's wearing like a really elaborate scarf do you remember he used to wear all his like oh, he loves fancy the att- clothes he loves the attention yeah he like totally reinvented himself once the, the <laughs> press were paying attention to him and he like dresses himself up so nothing has changed there he hasn't uh learned anything in that regard and then as for the trial in France itself again you know there's there's no real update on that I looked into that there was a law that changed in Ireland that that said that uh it's kind of confusing but how I understand it is they now have jurisdiction over people who aren't Irish but are usually residing in Ireland so that's him you know that's his place of residence right he's there like 90% of the time he's English yeah and they the law now means that they would have jurisdiction over someone even if it wasn't committed in Ireland and so the French were kind of like oh 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 this is this is great but they are arguing jurisdiction through Sophie's nationality you know okay. like you can't say but just it wasn't it didn't happen in France you know so yeah. it's a bit of a stretch to, I mean she uh-huh. was in Ireland okay you know so anyway uh-huh. so that didn't affect anything but um I think they were sort of hopeful for that but no he's pretty much in Ireland he's safe in Ireland uh-huh. but if he goes elsewhere in Europe um like has any if, other country like agreed to extradite him like if he does like if he goes to Spain Will Spain be like? That's a good question. Yeah, I I feel like they would. Uh-huh. Um, not that anyone's come out and said it, but I suppose it depends on their ties with France and how close they are with France. It's caused a lot of tension between French and Irish authorities. Like the French, like there's some quotes out there that are are really um not very nice. Um, doesn't oh. put. Ireland in a very nice light yeah I mean it's just but then there's this whole weird aspect where and I've read articles where people are saying because he was English it was like the Irish didn't really want to claim him either uh-huh but you know so it's just there's 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 a lot going on there in terms of like nationalities and uh, xenophobia yeah and I mean and then, like, traditionally and the, the French don't like the English and the English don't like the French and Irish There's like like a lot going on. Um, Yeah. And then some people were saying, oh, if this was an Irish person, if he had been an Irish person and, you know, how many times the French tried to extradite him. Like they tried, like, I think it was three times, but they did a lot. They Uh really were like going for it. Uh And people were saying if this was an Irish person and we felt like he was being persecuted because at the end of the day, the French convicted him under very circumstantial evidence yes there actually is no hard evidence against him that it is was like an eyewitness from a very far away right uh no he wasn't an eyewitness he just arrived on the scene very early what which is very suspicious because she was in a really remote hard to find well so it's not um, even an eyewitness it was he was just there first he was there on the scene first, and then do you remember he was on camera at the like um, Christmas Day 
swimming in the sea event. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? I yes. think it was in Skibreen. Yes. And like he had scratches on his arms. He said like talk to my lawyer. He picked up a little, I think it was like a little eight-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, maybe he could have been older than eight because I remember this person was very believable. He picked up a kid, gave him a lift home and said, he said, how are you, Mr. Bailey? And he said, I was doing a lot better until I killed that bitch or whatever. You know, he said something along those lines. Yeah. And then he was in the pub and he admitted to it in the pub. And then he inserted himself in the investigation. It pretty much, it gave him a new purpose he was he was a more or less a retired journalist you know he hadn't had work in years maybe yeah. he had bits of crappy you know local stuff local stories not much happens there yeah and when this happened he just went for it it really reinvigorated him so yeah. he was everywhere he was talking to police he was just and as we all know oftentimes the killer can love to insert themselves in everything yeah, but that doesn't mean like the attention um, a big part of the French argument was they, so they're allowed to use the evidence of him beating his uh, partner, Jules. Uh-huh. I remember that. They take that into account, whereas over here we do not. You know, that's just you know a matter of yeah. character and history and whatever. But they they actually use that as quote unquote evidence. I, to me, I don't. But how can that be evidence if it wasn't? If it's like hearsay it, it was never trialed it was never made legit or like legalized through a court system that you know, he like, beat his wife yeah yeah i'm not see, i'm not sure whether yeah whether it ever did go on like record official records mm. i think there was a doctor that had seen her though oh right bailey has called the paris trial a farce and uh-huh. a show trial like he just he's not having any of it any of it so in other news, I'm not sure if you know this, other people might already know this, oh. but I got super excited. So there are going to be two documentaries released apparently this year. Oh. So one could be as soon as this month, the month of oh. April. Yes, mm-hmm. we are on mm-hmm. target. We are just like trending. <laughs> Bam. Yes. So I am unbelievably excited. There so who do you think is doing the documentaries? Louis Through. No, I wish. So there's there's going to be a Netflix oh, and a great. Sky. And a Sky. So it's funny because I'm not sure, but I feel like people don't always have both. I don't I don't have both. Like I see them as like rivals Netflix and Sky, you know. Especially like in the UK. Yes. So I think it's going to be very interesting and interesting to see, you know, like their take on Ian, you know. So like yes. Netflix from my experience their documentaries are usually sort of side with the victim so I'm wondering like you know like will they demonize Ian then the Sky documentary Mm -hmm. it's called Murder at the Cottage the search for justice for Sophie Um, and it's going to be a five-part series and it's directed by six-time Oscar nominee Jim Sheridan um he's the director from that film my left foot oh yeah and he also directed the film in the name of the father about the guilford four uh-huh um that's one of sarah's favorite movies so shout out to sarah she told me to watch it for years have you watched it i always felt like we were too young to watch it i have watched it and it's very good but it's very sad okay very very sad and i just thought it's also worth noting that you know 
that is a true story about wrongfully accused persons. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm just kind of trying to predict what way they're going to skew it. I don't know, you know, whether the Sky documentary is going to be a little bit more lenient on Ian. I'm not sure. So, you had asked Miriam for some alternative theories or suspects. Yeah. Well, I did the first uh, recording of for this case. I had listened to the, I believe it's eight or nine hour long uh, podcast. West Cork. West Cork. It's just called West Cork. I always find that odd. <laughs> they did a pretty good job of going into all the different suspects. And they may have covered this, but I don't believe I covered this in our first episode. After Mr. Bailey's libel case, so that was in 2003, Mm -hmm. it emerged that there was a man that hadn't been interviewed, let alone suspected. And this man was present in the immediate location of the murder on the night in question. And a local Garda who was involved in the investigation from the very beginning admitted he had never even heard of this man. Um, He actually, this Garda had visited the home of the man's family, but did not know this person existed. So this person was probably like in the house and the Garda comes and calls, knocks on their door, but he doesn't know that this person is there. So he doesn't even ask you know, is there anyone else in your house? Is there anyone else here? Yeah. So this this was a younger man and he was a fluent French speaker who oh. had been educated. Mm-hmm, he had been educated in private schools in France and Ireland and was staying with his family a very short walk from the murder scene on the night of the murder. Very short oh. walk. Mm-hmm. So he would frequently fly back and forth between Ireland and France. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't a permanent resident in Ireland. I think that that's why the guards didn't really know he even existed. Oh. The man in question, and I have searched and searched for this person's name uh-huh. and for their age at the time. But when they say young, it makes me think early 20s or something. You know, like if he was, you know, visiting his parents, I'd say his early 20s but I can't find his name anywhere whether he his name was protected because maybe sure. he is very young that's what I that's the other thing I thought but yeah. I mean pretty much I'll get into it in a minute but pretty much people were saying that he had a crush on Sophie uh-huh. but a 17 year old going up to like gosh now I can't remember Sophie's age but she was a lot older than like you would have to have some balls to <laughs> 17 you know because if you're 18 then they're not going to protect your name but anyway this person quickly left the area after the murder and he now resides with his new wife in Britain okay. I know this is all very vague but I could not find this person's name uh-huh. Dan seemed to think so my boyfriend seemed to think uh-huh. this person was covered in the West Cork podcast but I don't remember this person so there's there's a reddit user called astroleb11 uh-huh. and they go into detail about this theory a little bit more uh-huh. so this young man was believed to have a major crush on Sophie going by the interactions between the two that people had witnessed uh-huh. several months after her murder 
a laneway very close to Sophie's home was searched and in a ditch, a full, unopened bottle of wine was found. What? Yes. And this is, like, think of how remote these areas are. This is country stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It lay there as if it had been discarded, hidden in the undergrowth. It's hard to imagine what set of circumstances would result in an unopened bottle of wine being discarded in the undergrowth of a quiet country lane right near where a murder took place. Like it was in the field next to her house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one hypothesis would be that somebody who had an eye for Sophie and who had delusions about the feelings being reciprocated called on her mm-hmm. unexpectedly with a bottle of wine when his advances were rebuffed He murdered her in a fit of rage, bashing her head in, a clear kiss of overkill and a very personal attack. He flees the scene, discarding the bottle of wine in a country lane out of fear, anger or both. The investigation Mm -hmm. is bungled and the wine is found months later, but nothing is made of it. So this is uh, the Reddit user's theory. So that's a quote from them. Um, Okay, can I pause? Yeah. Wasn't there two glasses in her See, kitchen when I'm going to get yeah. I've got a little bit I've got a little bit on that because I I was like okay. wine okay. wine glasses. Oh my god. I so I went and yeah. did a little bit of research so we'll get to that in a little minute. Oh. But I wanted to research the bottle of wine first. Okay, okay, okay. And when Keep I going. did Don't let me derail you. What? Sorry, what did you say? I'm going to take a No, don't here. let me derail you. No, 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 you're grand. It's quite good that you're jumping to the same place as I did in my head. <laughs> <laughs> So the wine was an expensive bottle of French wine. Mm. Oh. Mm. Unopened. And again, it, it was obvious that it had lain there for some time. So according to one detective, it would have cost 60 or 70 pounds at the time. I'm not sure why that says pounds and not euros. Weird. Anyway, None of the local off-licenses stocked this wine. Oh, wow. None of these off... Uh-uh. The, Nowhere say, in the locality stocked this wine. Okay. But it was available for sale in airport duty-free shops. <gasps> bam, bam, bam. Does that make right, you so think of the young the, Frenchman the... who travelled back and forth? Uh-huh. From Ireland to... the airport, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now... There were other people, do you remember? There was a, um, a French man from Versailles who came over. Yes. yes. Met with Sophie in a coffee shop. She yes. got murdered. He killed himself three months later. Do you remember that person? So they also that. are French. They also came through the airport. But there's just, there's something there with the fact that the bottle of wine is French and expensive. And you could only get it in an airport. Why would Ian Bailey go all the way to the airport to, the to airport. buy wine? Yeah. It doesn't fit with Ian. It that doesn't. doesn't make no sense. Yeah. Why is this bottle of wine there? Unopened. Unopened. And it's French. You only ever see wine discard, bottles discarded after they've been drank. You know, beer cans, yeah. bottles. Like it's only after they've been drank. Part of me wondered, was it like, did someone leave it there because it was like a rendezvous or something. But no, no, this was December. So yeah, it wasn't like they were meeting up and... Going to drink on the beach. Yeah, no, it was quite cold was, to drink on the beach. Yeah, it was so close to her house that it feels like it has to have something to do with it. It has to, you for know? sure. But this young French person was never investigated. Do you remember the guy, the Versailles guy, he killed himself? I don't think he was really investigated. 
And then there was that that man who went to the travel agents in Galway. Do you remember he was in a big long black coat? Yes. And uh, and he wanted to get out of the country like really really fast, but nothing yes. ever. Nobody still knows anything about that person. I'm not sure if he was French. He could have been. I don't. Yeah. There's just so many. There was. There was in fact fifty people who were under suspicion from the police, who uh-huh. were considered, you know, suspects. I'm not sure they would be considered persons of interest, but just basically there were about fifty people. Now that would have included anyone who kind of interacted with Sophie, but it just shows, you know, like there, there, there was a lot of people that they had their eye on but like they just didn't really um pursue all of them or even the more obvious ones they didn't seem to pursue um Mm -hmm. so about the two wine glasses okay Uh Uh so detect detectives took a mrs helen sorry a miss helen who Uh was sophie's housekeeper they took uh-huh. her into the house. So this is right after the murder has been discovered. Uh, they're on the uh-huh. scene, uh, they're at the crime scene, and they take the housekeeper in to see whether anything was missing or disturbed within the house. Obviously, the housekeeper is a great person to look at the scene. And she later told French magazines, sorry, she later told French magazine Paris Match, that she noticed that a poker was missing. There were two wine glasses on the draining board and the two chairs were pulled in front of the radiator. So, you know, it's December, it's cold. So this they were didn't in necessarily front of the radiator having drinking wine. Drinking wine by the radiator. We've all done it. This <laughs> didn't especially in December. Mulled wine in my case. Uh-huh. This didn't necessarily mean that Sophie had company, according to one detective. Mm. So this is the housekeeper is telling the detectives, Sophie often let used glasses mount up and she could have used the second chair to pull, to put her feet up by the radiator. So she could have okay. been using both chairs and sometimes she would let the glasses mount up. Oh, right, okay. The housekeeper said it was normal for Sophie to use two or more wine glasses on the same night even when alone she said that she really? would often mm-hmm. she said that she would often use a fresh glass for each glass of wine oh jeez that's fancy very fancy <laughs> very extra you do you mm-hmm. the french like their wine <laughs> so if there were two wine glasses found at the house it would not necessarily mean there had been a guest um but the housekeeper also denied having said that she had seen two wine glasses at all, right? So wait, what? Yeah, she she has come out and denied this. So, she said she never even seen any wine glasses yeah. at all. She was one of the first people to enter the house after the discovery of the body. Presumably, she mm. had keys to the house. She let Gardy in, and seeing as the crime scene was not preserved at all, and stuff from the house went missing and was never recovered. The mystery of the two wine glasses is one which will never be solved. Unless somebody confesses. Well, yeah. But, I mean, the (laughs) two wine glasses was always something that felt important. This new information muddles it for me. I'm just like, is the house... Was she lying then? Is she lying now? I mean, 
So wait, so she went in after the murder and she said she'd never seen any wine glasses. She told a French magazine called Paris Match that mm-hmm. she had seen two wine glasses. But then she came out and said she never said that. I, I, I would say it was printed in a magazine that she said it. But I mean, if she didn't say it, she could sue them. I, I don't know if she has sued them or cares to sue them or yeah. Other theories. Now we've we've kind of we kind of went into these like a tiny bit the first time, but I just wanted to research them again. So bear with me now. The horse theory. <laughs> okay. Oh, I remember. I remember this Do you theory. Remember. And yes. I think at the time I had I had said like a horse or like I think did I say like an elk or something like some type of yes deer. Okay, so the horse theory. So I, so like, oh god, what is it? So I had thought it was like an elk or a deer, but it, it's definitely a horse that people are saying is what some people, especially a few local people, think that this is possible because there were horses in the area. I think that she. Sophie could have owned some of these horses. Um, there there were a lot of horses in a field down the lane from her house and she was you know found dead at the bottom of the lane and there's a field right next to the lane with horses in it right so there i'm going to put this um youtube link uh into the instagram tiles Mm -hmm. so you can look there for the link and just copy Mm -hmm. and paste it in uh to youtube Mm -hmm. and it's a local man going into a little bit more detail about why he thinks the horse theory should really be considered more and at first I was like am I really gonna watch this video but it's not too long Mm -hmm. but I watched it and there were a couple of things that gave me pause okay (laughs) so so Mm -hmm. when Sophie was found that morning okay Mm-hmm. not a single light in the house was on we always thought she was killed at night she's having a glass of wine an intruder comes to the door she runs down they flee she's fine that morning and it's very frustrating because her body was not preserved properly we don't really know the time of death but I think we all just presumed it happened that night but mm-hmm. the fact that there was n- no lights on in her house when she was found you know if you're if it's nighttime and you're sitting by the radiator having a glass of wine you've got some sort of light on in the hall in the bedroom in the kitchen or wherever you know so that that's really strange that no lights were on now the, the intruder could have turned them off but why would they you know why would they re-enter the house and uh, okay so so the lights were all off and then also the boots that she had on were lace-up boots. So she left uh-huh. the house and she laced up her boots. So she had intent to leave the house. So a lot of the time we thought someone knocked on her door, she came to answer it. You know, uh-huh. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to put on lace-up boots and properly lace them up and tie them and everything to answer the door. No. Right? So uh-huh. the theory goes is that she came out in the morning, she put on her lace-up boots, mm-hmm. she came down the lane to feed the horses. Right. And while doing so, 
she got kicked in the head by a horse, which explains the the blow to the head, the fracture and everything. It was a really bad blow to the head. And there is also another object that caused her an injury that was described as a ridged object, a, a, a slightly lighter ridged object that they uh-huh. never discovered. They never found the item that caused this mark on her and this gentleman in the video goes into his theory that you know he has a horse's skull and he shows how the teeth of it well obviously they're ridged but and it's slightly lighter so that kind of kind of fits and then the blood on the gate he was saying you know she could have tried to climb over the gate to get away Uh from the horses because obviously that would you know separate her from the horses it's one of those big um uh-huh. country gates you know what they're like the big metal gates with the big gaps uh-huh. in them and that maybe like she just she tried to get over the gate and that's why the blood's on the gate but then she didn't make it over and fell down and yeah i don't know oh, some of that awful. gave me pause you know mm-hmm. like, so he thinks she was bit by a horse I, I was thinking kicked you see her hands were quite mangled and that also How they plays mangled? Like her hands were, her hands were like damaged, and that uh-huh. also plays in with the horse theory that they bit her and then kicked her in the head. Um. Uh-huh. So, there, I read another article in which a neighbor of Sophie's, or sorry, was it a neighbor of Ian's? Basically, some some neighbor in the area said that Ian told them that it was Sophie's husband who hired someone to murder her and that Mm. the mangle it was a professional killing Mm -hmm. but that they purposely injured her hands and made it all messy so that it didn't look like a professional killing you know Mm -hmm. professional killings usually very clean you know um and that ian actually told that to a neighbor um yes. I didn't find the neighbor very they didn't sign that reliable though so I didn't go any more into that but um so yeah so there's the horse theory sorry there's more there's more to that the other thing that gave me pause is that in Sophie's autopsy uh-huh there were found remains of recently ingested meal of fruit and nuts in her stomach which is more... Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, yeah. what? Say that again? Those so, sorry, I probably said that really funny. So the opto- the so Sophie's autopsy... I can't say that word. Sophie's autopsy, autopsy noted <laughs> that the remains of a recently ingested meal of fruit and nuts were found in her stomach. This is more indicative of breakfast than of an evening meal. It is. And also an uncovered loaf of bread in the process of being sliced was also found in the kitchen. Who so she was starting like, to make lunch? Or breakfast. I mean, breakfast. you don't really... Well, I was going to say she could have been slicing the bread at night, though. Uh-huh. She could have. But, like, the fruit and nuts does sound like breakfast. Um, uh-huh. Other theories were that she had made now these are very brief now um because i didn't think too much of them but that she had made enemies of look some local drug dealers um 
and apparently she'd like pissed them off in some kind of way I think she wasn't happy that there were drug dealers in the area I mean you go to the country for like a wholesome life you know and then there's uh, I know drugs drug, in really every there's time drugs I go out, everywhere the, everywhere like I go out to West yeah. Cork and I speak to Dan's parents and they'll talk about oh so and so and this and that and my mouth is hanging open and they're like Trez it's everywhere and I was like but this is such a cute little town and people are so innocent and nice like they're not (laughs) people are people no matter where they are so there was also a theory that she was having I think we might have touched on this that she was having an affair with a local Irish guard hence why she Mm -hmm. came to Ireland two days before Christmas Um, I didn't realize it was a guard like people people yeah well people said she had affairs with different people in the area Uh and there was always this theory that some people have a sense in the area that this was a cover-up by the guards. Uh-huh. And so why would guards cover something up? Because it was one uh-huh. of them. And perhaps uh-huh. one of them was having... Well, why Why else would a guard go to that messy level of, uh-huh. you know, murder? It, w- it would have to be passion. It would have to be, you know, mm-hmm. an affair. Um, I mean, to kill within your local area is just... You're not going to get away with uh-huh. it. So, um, the so the other points to note about the whole affair with the Irish Guard theory is that there was there were multiple items that went missing from their inventory. So evidentiary oh. items. So that gate that I talked about earlier with the blood on it. So it it was. Uh-huh. I think it was believed to be Sophie's blood, but I'm not sure if we actually know because it went missing. How, like how do you lose a gate do you know that we all know the size of those gates they're massive oh they're big and heavy mm-hmm. and they, they 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 don't know where the gate is they took it into evidence and wait lost what, it. what do you mean they've lost the gate they've lost the gate there's a whole <laughs> list of items i think there's about seven items that they lost uh one of them was ian bailey's long black coat um what how are they losing such big items I, i've got the list i pulled up the article the blood spatter gate lost Jesus the french Christ, bottle of wine found four months after the murder in a field next to the scene lost the french wine is missing the french wine is missing a black overcoat belonging to ian, ian bailey missing the original now these aren't as exciting but it's more just shows how sloppy they are the original memo of interview of Jules so that's Ian's partner following her arrest missing the original witness statement of Marie Farrell do you remember the lady who called them in the phone booth yes missing she said she's seen a a man with a long black coat on the bridge I remember but these Uh here like statements are important as evidence in court you see the fact that and then the original statement from Jules on a different date um, yeah, but I think also, that, uh-huh. then if, if the statement does not exist and they're saying that they lost it, maybe it never existed in the first place See, and they're just the saying thing. it did. Yeah, this is the thing. Sorry, but then people. when they say original witness statement, that sounds like there was a copy made, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. But for me, the gate, Ian's coat and the wine are like, what? That's crazy. So yeah, so that podcast, West Cork, they they worked on this for a long time and they were very thorough and covered the main theories and suspects. Uh-huh. Um, 
but that my little dive into alternative theories you know obviously a lot of the alternative theories are on reddit so that's what my dive brought up but I'm interested to see now these two documentaries coming out will they go into any more alternative theories um and just a note about the documentaries like I'm really excited about them and mm-hmm. um, but I did read an article by Jennifer O'Connell a journalist for the Irish Times and she had some pretty good comments so just to consider I suppose so she said Sophie Tuscon de Plantier the person has been subsumed into Sophie Tuscon de Plantier the story now with two documentaries about to hit the fascination with Ian Bailey has become an industry though not necessarily one from which he is profiting There has been no resolution for Sophie's family and as long as the Ian Bailey show continues to provide a distraction, there can't be. Whoever was responsible for her death is still free and every year that goes by, a little more of her humanity is forgotten. So I thought that was quite insightful that we do, we get really caught up with him. Yes. I think the focus shifts away from her. So I'm really mm-hmm. interested in the Netflix documentary, which shines like it's really going to delve in to who she was as a person. I feel like we don't yeah. really know a lot, you know? And the fact that she was in Cork be- two days before Christmas, that, that is really weird. It's odd. It's odd. But if you think about it, for you to travel from one country to another, be there for mm. a couple of days and get murdered, that doesn't happen randomly that is somebody yeah. you know in that country yeah it, it can't you know because it wasn't a serial killer or it wasn't no. like the cumbria shootings with were yeah killed. this 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 she knew this person this person yeah or at least this person knew her they were stalking her like she'd been yeah. in the in ireland a few times but then how did they know she was there two days before right. Christmas I I don't think this was a big long planned out trip you know I, I think she it was you know she just decided they had a lot of money they could decide when they wanted to go somewhere yeah. you know um, like last minute yeah I think it might have been well it, but she had to have told someone that she was coming over there you know mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. someone seen her in the in the cafe there was the man in the long black coat sorry I'm not sure if it was a cafe or a shop but that mm-hmm. man was was seen to be staring at her through the window so perhaps that's mm-hmm. how she, he found out she was there mm-hmm. but he had to have known her in some way or else it was a horse <laughs> or else it was a horse <laughs> I don't know I feel like what I found out recently did make me give it a bit more time to Mm come but I I don't I don't see horses as evil so it's really hard for me I know a kick can kill you though oh yeah so uh, if it was in pain or you know didn't want to be deserved yeah or started scared Mm -hmm. and it's just that for me it's like Ian Bailey is too that I might end up eating my words in the future, but he's like too, too obvious or too eclectic. He's too, he's eccentric. He's too obvious, eccentric. That's yeah. the word. He's too eccentric to like. It's like it's so obvious choice. 
And it's almost like to me, I'm like the police have got blinders on because this has happened in many cases where the police fixate it's one person yeah, and they ignore they do. They do. evidence. Yeah, from, from cu- all around. A couple of articles said that that mm-hmm. same line that you just said. It's like they picked the local oddball, this weirdo. Yes. You yeah. know, oh, it was him, the weird Englishman mm-hmm. who recites poetry. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to bring up. I don't think I brought this up on the last episode. He has published two different books of poetry mm-hmm. that um, I almost want to buy because I almost want to want to like see has he improved? Has he got better? Or like maybe he got like a ghostwriter or something because he's not good. But um, but yeah, it was like they just picked this. And it, they didn't want it to be someone from the area. They didn't want it to be an Irish person, especially yeah. not an Irish guard, you know? Of course not, no. Can't have one of our own boys. So, but mm. then, you know, it looks like, oh, it looks like the guards are covering up because, you know, they're not doing things right and their things are going missing. And But mm-hmm. it, it's also because it could be just they weren't equipped for it. They'd never done anything like this before. So, and that is that. That is the update. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Trez. There we go. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Trez. Thanks, Mer. We should have had, like, Long, Long Island iced teas. Oh, why? <laughs> what? I don't know, because it's our, our tea, wheat tea is our thing. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. I, um, I love Long Island's iced teas. And then every time I, I go and I look at the ingredients, I think, God, I'm not buying all of that. <laughs> just a lot, isn't I'll, it? I'll just have some wine. I don't even have the cupboard space for all those bottles. <laughs> like, no, I'm all right. That's funny. See you on the next one, guys. Yay, six months. Slán Bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.